It's this week in bourbon, and it's also the end of seeding season. And here's your headlines for October 13th, 2023. The Buffalo Trace Antique Collection details have now been announced. A new world record has been set for the most bourbon bottles at a bar, and you can even spend the night in a bourbon barrel. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Bourbon. Feeling a little refreshed after taking a week off. You on a little bit of vacation, and people yeah. got to hear another awesome episode of Behind the Pursuit, which that was one of my favorite ones that you ever did with them. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't I didn't know I did that well. I, I, I really liked your insights of NDPs versus contract distillers and sort of like what makes the difference between the two. I thought it was I thought it was very well done and it I kind of go back now and I we sit there and talk to people about our own brand and I have to people it, you, when you said oh there's always a bad why is there a badge of, badge of honor of distilling your own stuff and you just made a whole lot of sense. It's like every literally everything else we do is either yep. co-packed or source. Yeah. That it's a weird conundrum in American whiskey. But yeah, it's even today I was at Stop by Willet see our friends Chris and uh, Mike over at Prestige and they were in the Rick house and you know the people there were asking questions do you rotate your barrels to get consistent and they're like no because we want variations of flavor and this and that and I, and he's like that's why we go through and taste all the barrels and pick the exact flavor profile so we can create the blends or the single barrels and that's that's in at the essence that's what all uh, at the end of the day, end of the day that's what it's all about because yeah. it's just while distilling is very important um, it's Obviously, you guys start with good ingredients, but yeah. you garbage really, in, garbage out sort of thing. Yeah, but you have to have those talented people, blenders and tasters that go and pick barrels, and that's what really ends up in the bottles. So, yeah, the, I think 
the blending side and the master taster side definitely doesn't get the respects it deserve, not just from us, but from every brand. There's a lot of quality control people that are behind the scenes tasting these products and putting out good, you know, putting the good products in the bottle. So I want to, I wanted to highlight them. That's, that's the, you know, the heroes in the industry. They don't get the shiny badge of master distiller, but they're, <laughs> they're a very important part of the process. Well, there will be a new Instagram reel coming out in the next, I don't know, whenever it is. But I did ask a few people that are in the influencer realm. I said, who's more important? Master Distiller or Master Blender? Oh. Uh, people were like, oh, uh, I don't know if I want to answer that yeah. one. <laughs> and those were really good. The Berm- I didn't, I knew you were over there recording. I had no no idea what you were doing. I was, yeah. I was busy handing out samples and yeah, talking. Yeah. You're but, actually doing work. I'm well, you're doing around. work too, but th- those, content. I love the the most over and, and screw Mike Palladini from Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was funny. It was funny. And then the wax or no wax. I'm definitely team no wax. A lot it's of people like, are team no wax. It's, it was interesting to see that. Yet, Everybody still wants wax, like when they look at bottles on the shelf. It it looks pretty, but it's so impractical and, quite frankly, dangerous. I mean, because <laughs> they still, you know, you would think they would figure out a process where you could get it to where you could easily open it, and they just can't. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm team no wax. Yeah. even Actually, it's not as bad as waxing on the bourbon bottles. Beer bottles with wax are a pain in the butt because that... You get, like you well, get because it's a screw top too. Well, no, it's or not. The, it's, it's a pop. Well, you know, yeah, pop, top, pop Yeah, but sometimes the wax gets like underneath of it. I've literally tried like try to do it, and I've cracked the glass. Like it's bad. Yeah. Well, and you try to open it, and then you cut your hand on the damn, you know, yeah. the metal lid or whatever you call it, um, or cap. Yeah. So it's there's there's too many things that can go wrong. So stop putting wax on bottles, people. Stop yes. it. <laughs> but let's talk about some other things that are also happening for at least our ambassador team. So if you're looking for something to do and you're part of the town, there's always good things happening in regards of whiskey festivals. And we're going to have our ambassadors. They will be there this weekend. So if you're listening today, October 13th, they will be in Colorado Springs on October 14th at Peaks and Pours. And then also in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, at Borough, sorry, Borough Brews and Spirits. So I'm guessing that's Murphy's Borough, and that's that's why they said it. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, the very next weekend, October 21st, back in Denver, the Mile High Grilled Cheese and Mac Festival in Denver as well. Uh, so, I mean, a, a Ooh, grilled gosh, cheese yeah. and macaroni and cheese festival, along with some whiskey. What can go wrong? Carb load. Yes. And then also on in Atlanta is the Whiskeys of the World that's happening there too. So make sure you check that out. And one thing also plug that is also coming up for Ryan and I, or maybe maybe you are just now finding out about it, but we will be doing the bourbon sessions at the Rippy Mansion on November 16th in Lawrenceburg. So that is something that is uh, pretty awesome. Got invited to do. There's pretty much everybody in the bourbon industry has been able to talk and tell their story there. So um, if you're interested, make sure you check out. There's a Facebook page on it. Just go check out the Rippy Mansion. That's R-I-P-Y. You should know that, of course, from all your wild turkey knowledge out there, too. And I know you had some other updates to talk about. Well, just a few things. Uh, there's a, a great raffle going on. Um, there's an organization here locally called Whitney Strong. And Whitney is a friend of, well, my wife's friend's sister. She was a victim of gun violence. Uh, I don't know if you remember in Cincinnati, there was a bank shooting at, yeah, uh, the, at, the, at the, the Fifth Third. The big t- and she was you know, shot during that event or whatever. And thankfully, she recovered. It took a long road. But she's created a group you know, that's really educating folks on gun violence and what I love about her organization, because gun violence and guns are obviously a very polarizing topic. Uh, they don't come at it like, well, we want to take away your guns. They work with lawmakers and gun makers to try to figure out what's 
what makes sense, you know, with gun laws to to really give us the best chance of gun safety and really help reduce gun violence. So that that organization is doing a cool bourbon raffle. Of course, it's everyone's favorite, which is a 20-year bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. The tickets go on sale on Monday, October 16th, which will be next Monday, but it runs through uh, Friday 11-17. Uh, you can find more out at witsstrongpappy.givesmart.com. I'm sure you can Google it, but uh, basically it's a, there's 150 tickets going for a signed 20-year bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, and it was also signed by our good friend Preston Van Winkle. As you I, know, I was going to ask who signed it. I was like, did you sign it? No, I did not <laughs> sign it. That, that would, the tickets would go down to $5 <laughs> uh, a chance. It's a really cool organization uh, doing great things to help reduce gun violence in our country. So uh, gun violence is very important to me. I, I knew Whitney and then obviously my friend Josh Barrick, who was tragically lost in the Louisville shooting this year. So it's definitely something as a country we have to address and do something about. And I, I think their organization really approaches it in a, a fair and balanced way. Go get you a chance to buy uh, or win a 20-year Pappy and help support this great cause. Yeah. My sister-in-law was actually in the Fifth Third building. Oh, no way. The day that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it affects everyone. Yeah. And, and you just don't realize it when you see it on the news. And then when it hits home, it really hits you because we're, we're good at like ignoring all the noise when it doesn't involve us directly, but when it hits when it hits home close to home, it it just it's just takes a toll on you and whatnot. Absolutely, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to uh, the Delaware State Police Commander. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Sergeant Troy Pazuto for allowing you know Officer Jeffrey and Chris to come down and hang out with us. They came with Chris and Mike for Prestige. They're doing a a cool. Uh, charity event in Baltimore to to help support fallen police officers, you know, in the in the Delaware uh, state. They were very fun, very cool. And and Jeffrey told me to say they we met the shortest Chris on staff. <laughs> but, uh, shout out to Chris and Mike from Prestige, our their distributors in, in Maryland and great people. And we had a lot of fun with them last night. You dropping tea leaves over there? That's right. <laughs> dropping tea leaves. All right. So if anybody can pick that up, kind of know what's happening next. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the bourbon news. And, of course, we have to start it talking about Blanton's because oh boy, Blanton's, 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 Blanton's. So what really accounts for bourbon's growth? Well, it might be traced back, at least in part, to the 1984 introduction of Blanton's single-barrel bourbon whiskey. The introduction of Blanton's in 1984 was actually pretty historic. As the first single-barrel bourbon, it is bottled one barrel at a time as opposed to first mixing together multiple barrels. It helped define the new super premium category for bourbon, where only the choicest barrels are selected and bottled. And one author called the creation of Blanton's the whiskey equivalent of a Hail Mary pass. So Dominic Guglielmi, he is widely considered one of the most prolific and knowledgeable collectors of Blanton's bourbon. He's amassed nearly an unrivaled collection of known Blanton's releases, including nearly all extremely rare and limited bottles that have been produced. He's also worked to document the brand's history through his new book and website on warehousehh.com. And of course, his new book is called Warehouse H. Dominic's homage is capturing the story of the brand as it had never been told and chronicling all things Blanton's from its birth to the present day. So Warehouse H is the story of Blanton's bourbon, America's most influential whiskey. It's now on sale for a price of $29.99, and you can visit at blantonsbook.com. Interesting. It is it is fascinating that 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 single barrel concept was like non-existent, you know, until then. So, you know, along with, you know, the people are probably like this is so inefficient. Why would you ever do this? Yeah, and that's probably right. why. Exactly. And then two bookers kind of the same time frame did the first small batch or whatever term. So, uh those were definitely that led to the renaissance of uh, you know, bourbon for sure having those 
uh, single barrel and small batches. So it's a, it's a definitely an important part of a uh, uh, American bourbon, American whiskey, and, and the bringing it back to life. Today's modern renaissance, if you will. Yep. So one of the other headlines that I talked about is that according to the World Record Academy, Prohibition, Prohibition Bar at Newberry Brothers Coffee in Newport, Kentucky, has set the world record for the world's largest collection of bourbon and rye whiskeys. Locally owned and operated by Peter and Kim Newberry of Newberry's Brothers Coffee is a one-of-a-kind award-winning coffee roaster, bakery, and bourbon bar located in Newport, Kentucky. So Newberry Brothers Coffee roasts coffee beans sourced from certified organic fair trade farms and sells its coffee by the cup or by the pound to its customers and wholesale to specialty shops and cafes. The Prohibition Bourbon Bar at Newberry Brothers Coffee features the largest collection of bourbon and rye whiskeys you'll find anywhere, bar none. The bar also has a great selection of Scotch and Japanese whiskey, cocktails, wine, craft beer, and an amazing assortment of handmade pastries, desserts, breads, and specialty coffee and espresso drinks. The Prohibition Bar has a collection of over 2,000 bourbon and rye whiskeys. Wow. But I'm not going there because they don't make their own coffee. They source it. <laughs> there you go. You're right. Like, it's it's all, it, it shouldn't count. No, but that's cool. And I'm, I mean, I feel like there's like five places that it's like, that you announce like we're the world record and then one gets like two more bottles yeah <laughs> then it's jack rose you know then it's uh i don't pick pick another one uh doc crows at it at one that's true they yeah. had it watch hill was close there uh but yeah uh and then there was some bar in seattle uh they, they were close to having the world records really yeah but uh probably a library maybe that was what it was called but sounds like my kind of place though. i love pastries i love coffee <laughs> i love bourbon and rice so this really like, Newport. I'm definitely going to hit that up. The only place you can probably get a pastry and a pour. Yeah. Ooh, pastry and a pour. They're going to steal that. Oh, damn it. I always think of the good ideas off the top of my head here. That's right. So Tennessee whiskey producer Uncle Nearest will actually launch a cognac brand next year after acquiring a vineyard in France. Located in the cognac region, Domaine Saint-Martin, or Martin, whatever you want to say, traces its lineage back to 1669. The vineyard had since been owned by cognac makers, including the Martel family. With more than 100 acres along the Charente, Charente, whatever, you know I know French. Uh, The site also adjoins a cooperage, cellars, and a distillery. And 50 acres are within the Grand Champagne, representing 40% of the crew. Adrian Parker, the former vice president and global marketing of Patron Tequila, will become the president of the Cognac Venture, which will be owned by Uncle Nearest, but will operate under a new name. Interesting. Uh, To be coming out soon. Uncle Nearest and Cognac Fin. Yeah, probably. No, I love Cognac, so that's it's interesting that they would go this way. Yeah, I mean, go this way. yeah, I mean, I guess uh, once your bottles on every shelf in the U.S., you got to figure, well, what else can we do? Yeah, Cognac's it. Um, I love Cognac, so be interested to try the. I'm sure they'll keep the. It won't be Uncle Nearest Cognac. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> it doesn't really like scream Cognac. Yeah, probably not. But I did see a little tidbit in there where Fawn Weaver said that I think it was like 90 or 95 percent of cognac that's done in that region is exported. Really? Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, yeah, it goes across the world. Well, and yeah, is that similar? Well, I know Armagnac's. Yeah, Armagnac is a region and it's the same thing as cognac, though. So you got it. You got it. So back on to more celebrity stuff is that this past last Thursday, should I say, Diageo has now countersued Puff Daddy 
in New York State Court over the musician and entrepreneur's accusation that racism influenced the marketing and stunted the growth of his tequila and vodka brands, alleging that uh, Sean Diddy Combs, by the way, uh, has long leveraged allegations of racial discrimination to extort Diageo. All of Diageo North America and Combs Company, Combs Wine and Spirits, were ostensibly 50-50 partners in a joint venture to market and sell De Leon tequila. Combs did not hold up his in the bargain, and while Diageo alleged it funneled more than hundred dollars, hundred sorry, a hundred million dollars into the venture, Combs only contributed a mere one thousand dollars and a promissory note, all while demanding for himself the title and benefits of equity ownership. Expecting those millions may have been spent for unauthorized purposes unrelated to the DeLeon venture, Diageo and its counterclaim urged the New York court to force Combs to turn over all of his accounting on how his company spent the money. Ooh, it's getting ugly now. Yeah, I know. It's going back and forth. It's just throwing rocks back and forth. And they're just letting us just sit here, just <laughs> watching from the sidelines, just waiting for the next thing to happen. Yep, it's like True TV. <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind of is a little bit. Yep. Uh, maybe maybe Judge Judy should get involved. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's and, a new one. Yeah, that's like more, you're my neighbor and hit my car. and <laughs> <laughs> He's suing for $250. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. I haven't watched Judge Judy in years. I, I don't have any free time. But <laughs> I don't think we have a, uh, the daytime <laughs> right. access to it anymore because now our daytime TV on the weekends is usually college football or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Or recording a podcast. Or or that. Yep. Whiskey Riot is the previously New York and Texas-based Whiskey Tasting Festival has announced a significant expanded 2024 tour. And the event will make 13 city stops over the 24 calendar year into metro cities across New York, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Colorado, Georgia, Florida, Maryland, and Massachusetts. Brand partnership, brand partnership signups begin on October 2nd, which has already passed, in advance of the tour's kickoff on February 3rd, 2024. Whiskey Riot was founded, founded in Buffalo, New York in 2018 and has been operating annually since then. The festivals exhibit over 200 types of different whiskeys and attract 1,000 to 1,500 attendees during the Saturday afternoons when they're held. We did one in, well, we didn't, but we had, we had our ambassadors in, in Austin, right? All Texas. We did yeah. We did Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Nice. And we'll do them again this year. Yeah. We had, they had a good turnout, good showing there. So sounds like a good festival. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have to go next year. Yeah. I, I actually ended up talking to the owner of this on the phone, a uh, super nice guy. And he talked about this expansion and everything like that, too. So it's it's definitely been a very successful venture for them. He's actually a, a distiller or ex-distiller. I think he had Tommy Rotter was a bourbon or a vodka brand or something like that. But anyway, now he's now he's throwing whiskey fest. Yeah. West, these festivals are fun for attendees. I mean, it's like you get to try, you know, there's almost too much to try sometimes. So you got to like really plot and choose, map out what you're going to do. Cause it's like, I don't know how long the whiskey right one was, but, uh, it's usually three to four hours. Three to four hours. Still, that's tough to like, cause you usually got 50 to 70 vendors, but it's great for an attendee to really have options and try stuff you haven't had before. Yeah. You don't always just have to go right to the Buffalo Trace booth. That's right. There's, pl- there's you, plenty of things to try. You, you've had that before. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you they're not bringing out BTAC and Pappy for you. Yeah. All right. So this was actually a pretty interesting one. Uh, well, should I say the next one would be interesting. This one was just back to, to more celebrity things is that Devil's River Whiskey has announced a partnership with Dave Bautista that will see the actor and producer become part of the brand's ownership team. Bautista famed as an actor for his roles in movies such as Guardians of the Galaxy and Dune, as well as a professional wrestler for the WWE. Bautista will also join the brand's Devil's Advocates Group, which supports the company's social responsibility efforts and overall mission. 
The bourbon is described by the brand as rich and bold with limestone filtered water from the Devil's River used as a central ingredient in the finishing process. Founded in 2017 in San Antonio, Texas, Devil's River Whiskey has eight expressions in its portfolio and can be found across cruise lines as well as in 36 states and five countries. I knew that name sound familiar, but wrestling, that's where I remember that name. Yeah, he's a big dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've heard of this brand. I'm thinking back, I think... When you fly southwest, they always sponsor Devil's Rivers in. There's always is that big, what it is? There's always a big ad about Devil's River. I've never had it. Or... There have I. I was like, how are they in 36 states and five countries, and we have never tried it? Yeah, I've never seen it on the shelf, but maybe not. Maybe Kentucky's not one of those. I doubt I'm sure it. it is. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think their their big thing is like, I think they do a lot of flavored stuff, flavored whiskeys. Is that what it is? I think so. Oh, okay. That doesn't scream bold to me. It's probably Amarana. <laughs> it's always Amarana. <laughs> yeah. It always leads back to that. So this was the interesting one, is that Cocktoctin Creek Distilling Company has reacquired its interest from Constellation Brands. The seven-year partnership with Constellation Brands helped facilitate significant improvements in the Virginia-based distillery while enhancing its production and distribution. The latest move will allow the original owners to focus on craft innovation and new product lines. Cocktoctin Creek was founded in 2009 and prides itself on crafting Virginia rye whiskey, gin, and brandy from local ingredients, with products available in 26 states and two continents. The brand's rye whiskey portfolio featuring Roundstone rye and others remain available with the recent introduction of their hot honey rye. Mm. I do I do love their rye whiskey. They make really good product. Um, Plus, they were sponsors yeah, for exactly. quite a while. And they're so. great people. We had them on for that. When we did the what? Did, how do you define craft? Right, right. I think that's what it was. Helen Bishop and uh, gosh, but it was Becky that was on yes, here. Yes, Becky. Yeah, yeah, great, great people, great folks. Uh, that's exciting. They got it back. You know, uh, I don't know why they did that, but uh, I'm sure it's the right move for them long term. So exciting stuff for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say it was like it, usually when a constellation or somebody swoops up, they don't they don't usually let go, or they do for. Uh, really high price. Yeah, whatever. that's probably what it would come down to. Yep. So here's our last news one is that, well, I'll ask you, Ryan, how would you like to spend the night in a bourbon barrel? Oh, it seems pretty tight. <laughs> I'm six foot. Well, I don't know if I can squeeze in there. Uh, but you might wake up, you know, a little, little charry. Big port barrel or something. Yeah, I could do that. Is that, do that. that the bigger barrels? I can't remember. It, port barrels are pretty big. They, they actually, you know, there are, yes, port barrels are bigger and hogshead and stuff like that. But they do have barrels that are kind of like eight feet tall. I've seen them before. But I don't think that's this. But this is, this is what's happening on. So maybe you're making some stops along the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and you're looking for a place to crash. Well, there's a new place for you that falls right in line with the bourbon theme. And that's called Bourbon Barrel Retreats. And it's in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. You can reserve one of the seven cabins made in the likeliness of the millions of barrels filling the distillery rickhouses across the state. Those, these look cool. Yeah, it looked interesting. I would, I would want to sleep in one of these. I mean, it's it's clamping. Yeah. It, it is. It totally is. So it's the product of Tony and Christina Happany out of Ohio that have done their fair share of property management, including glamping experiences in Tennessee. It was a quick process to get these barrel cabins rolling. However, concrete was laid on the retreat space back in February, and seven barrels fully built and furnished in that time up until now, with three more barrels still in the works in the next coming months. As Tony Happeny said, this is an effort to expand lodging options in the more rural areas along the Bourbon Trail. And Bourbon Barrel Retreats are located at 4814 Bardstown Road in Lawrenceburg. But I'm sure you can Google them as well. Yeah, it's very cool. People, you know, people are loving the the whole glamping. You know, we did it in uh, Hawking Hills there in north of Cincinnati, between north and Cincinnati and Columbus, and had an awesome time. It's just something about being out in the country and camping with modern amenities. Yeah, I'd be like, I still have hot water in a toilet. 
yes, yes. and Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's very important. Wi-Fi is at the very bottom of the pyramid of needs, and that's kind of how it works. Well, that is all the bourbon news, but stick around, y'all. We got some bourbon release news coming up. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, it is bourbon release news time. So get ready, sit back and start your engines. Widow Jane's The Vaults 2023 is now finished in air seasoned Chinquapin oak casks. The 2023 edition is a collection of the distillery's oldest and rarest whiskeys from Tennessee and Indiana, aged a minimum of 15 years and meticulously blended, only in ever and extremely small batches. The Vaults 2023's finishing barrels were made from Chinquapin oak staves, harvested from trees grown on a limestone-rich shelf in northern Kentucky and air seasoned for at least 48 months withstanding the often dramatic shifts in weather conditions typical of the Mid-South. The Vaults 2023 is non-chill filtered, proofed with pure limestone mineral water from the legendary Rosendale Mines in New York. It's 99 proof and has an SRP of $250. Okay. I do like Chinquapin finish stuff. I, 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 really, I think... I've only had one, I think, of Chinquapin finish. What, Charter Oak? Yeah, the old yeah. Charter Oak. And then Shanks, I think, is finished in... Um, Chinquapin. Is it? Victor's. Yeah. I think the most recent one, I think they changed it, but the most recent one was finished in Chinquapin. I had it at the Victor's VIP tour or whatever when I went. You're always doing something with VIP something. Well, I, I just tag along. <laughs> that's invited and I just find my way into those things. But I, I do like the way Chinquapin, it kind of gives it, to me, it gives it just like a little more confectionery sugar, grapey kind of flavors to it. Uh, I, I do enjoy those expressions. Nice. Well, that's uh, it's it's a no, new one that I really haven't had a chance to, to dive into, but I'll, if I find it, I'll try it. That's what it comes down to. Okay. Well, here's the shortest one ever. Woodford Reserve has announced the 2023 Holiday Bottle. The bottle with white raised texture evoking snow features smooth, glossy gold foil that complements the rich color of the bourbon. The one liter Woodford Reserve Holiday Bottle is available globally for $50. <laughs> That's awesome. That's it. 
nice and sweet. Make a good decoration. That sure is. I I love how they do this, and I just don't understand the mindset of the consumer. They're like, oh, it's but it's got a horse on it now. It's oh. in the snow. Well, you know, my wife loves anything holiday themed, so it's <laughs> now. It's a, do you put that away and you bring it out next Christmas? Well, I guess you would drink it and bring it next. <laughs> <laughs> bring it out. Next, you gotta drink it before New Year's, and then oh, you gotta buy okay. one next Christmas. That's a smart idea. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what we should just come out with the holiday bourbon, and literally just make one for every single holiday, and so that it's yeah. a, it's a you're on a mission to finish it before the next holiday comes out. So it's like you got Valentine's Day, you got Labor Day, you got Flag Day, you got President's Day. Uh, we're, basically, anything that has a mattress sale, we're also gonna make a holiday. Yeah. Because I think Blue Run took the. They took Father's Day and Mother's Day. Nah, we're going gonna to take them back. Maybe Valentine's Day. And then you had uh, Kentucky out with the St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Smoke Wagon does Halloween. Um, yeah, but this now is Woodford's doing pure, Christmas. Pure holidays, though. It's not I think we any, should, other, any other branch. We holiday. should definitely. We're going to do Columbus Day and President's Day. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know about Columbus Day. Well, I don't know. Just I, to, isn't that kind of like a, like a big no-no nowadays? You can't celebrate Christopher Columbus. I don't know. I don't care. I guess not. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, that if we do come out with a Christmas one, we might have to break down and make it with an Ambarana finish. Oh, It's gosh. the only one that tastes yeah. like Christmas. We'll do an eggnog finished one. We'll, <laughs> we'll just put eggnog in a barrel, dump it out, and then put the bourbon back in. I think that's a home run. I mean, hell, that's what they do with maple and honey. So why not we'll do it with the eggnog? Let's go ahead and do it. We'll just dump a bunch of Evan Williams eggnog in there and then drink the eggnog. And then we'll be bloated and miserable. But and then three we'll gallons be, of eggnog is a lot. Yeah. It, We'll have a competition. <laughs> Drink the most before throwing up. <laughs> I don't think we'd get through a gallon. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I do love eggnog. Um, anyways. Yeah. All right. This next one is for all you Philadelphia Eagle fans out there. And this is to celebrate the return of the team's classic Kelly Green uniform. So the Philadelphia Eagles have announced the launch of Bird Gang Spirits with two commemorative releases. So Bird Gang, American Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and Bird Gang Vodka. Bird Gang Spirits are being produced locally in the collaboration with Bottled, that's B-O-T-L-D, Pennsylvania's source for a more adventurous selection of spirits. Bird Gang American Straight Bourbon Whiskey is 82 proof and offers, uh, whatever, it's just stuff. Um, it, it's like, oh, robust notes of corn, rye, and barley. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Bird Gang Vodka is 80 proof, 100% corn. But the inaugural Kelly Green Limited Edition Bird Gang Spirits pay tribute to an iconic era in Eagles history. It will go on sale on Wednesday, October 4th, which has passed already. So sorry about that. But it will be at Bottled Center City in Philadelphia in their shop locating at 119 South 18th Street. Or you can be ordered statewide at delivery at bottled.com. The Eagles and Bottled will also host a fan pop-up event to purchase Burgang Spirits. God, it's already passed. Never mind. <laughs> but there you go. So I guess... Yeah, uh, I do like those old school uniforms, those green ones when Randall Cunningham was there. And the Eagles are hot right now. They They look good. I don't. I don't pay attention. Oh, you know. You know. I don't pay attention though. You don't like NFL. That's right. Well, it's not that I didn't get invited to a fantasy team this year, so I pay zero oh, attention. Not gotcha. Next year, on if somebody drops out, I'll invite you to buy. Yeah, yours are expensive. <laughs> it is expensive, but mine. Mine is. I always looked at it because it was a bunch of my fraternity brothers, and then I don't think anybody just got together and said, "Let's do this." But it was always like just like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but I always considered my my yearly donation to stay friends with people. <laughs> because I never win. Yeah, ours is, I think, eighteen hundred now. Holy <laughs> but, smokes! But we, I split day. it. I split it with a friend, and then the way I look at it, it's like fifty bucks a week. You know, so it's fifty bucks a week of entertainment. 
So when you break it down like that, it's not bad. It's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. And then when you win, it's awesome. You get like 10, 10 grand. Oh, okay. What are you going to do with it? Um, buy barrels. <laughs> Smart move. Yep. Heaven's Door Spirits, the award-winning collection of American whiskeys founded by Bob Dylan, proudly announces the launch of Homesick Blues Minnesota Weeded Bourbon. This limited edition offering pays homage to Dylan's birthplace of Duluth, Minnesota, and commemorates the debut of the definitive Dylan biography, Bob Dylan, Mixing Up the Medicine. The cash-strength weeded bourbon has been aged for seven years in the extreme temperature fluctuations of Minnesota's North Country. A limited edition bundle featuring the book and the bottle, complete with a custom box with a copy of Bob Dylan's original handwritten lyrics to Knocking on Heaven's Door, is now available for pre-order. It's 122.7 proof, has an SRP of $80, and the book and the bottle can also be purchased separately through heavenstore.com with delivery time for the official release of the book on October 24th. I see this is the new way of, if you need to just sell some bottles, get a celebrity or like a Dungeons and Dragons and Field of Dreams <laughs> or like some that has a cult following, just partner with them. Like that Field of Dreams bottle sold out like in minutes i think and Did same really same with the dungeons and dragons bottle i heard there was like thirty thousand people on a wait list yeah and they only had five thousand bottles yeah that's absolute craziness i know and they just yeah they flew it's that's the thing to do all right well who, who yeah all right what celebrity if you're listening out there <laughs> just go ahead hit me up what movie or celebrity you want us to partner with? yeah <laughs> well i don't i want them to already be listening to us so we'll see, yeah we'll see if that works yeah S- send us a, a Kenny at PursuitSpirits.com. Yeah, yeah. We'll cut you in somehow. Yep. So independent craft bourbon Never Say Die has launched its first rye whiskey, which uses a sweet mash rather than sour mash, like the majority of Kentucky whiskeys. And has a mash bill of 56% rye, 33% corn, and 11% malted barley. Never Say Die rye whiskey follows the same unique transatlantic aging process as the brand's award-winning bourbons. And the small batch rye is transported in its original cask from Kentucky to the UK for a second maturation at White Peak Distillery in Derbyshire. Never Say Die Rye is is bottled at a punchy but drinkable 105 proof, which pays homage to the number five silks that Never Say Die, the famous thoroughbred champion, wore in his his thrilling 33-to-1 upset victory in the 1954 Epsom Derby. Never Say Die Rye Whiskey is made with an innovative infusion mash process that not only uses 60% less energy than manufacturing standard, but also yields more balance and blah, blah, blah. Uh, column distilled, blah, blah, blah. Number four char barrels for minimum of five years. So I remember this. Yeah, uh, that's the, it's all, the uh, Wilderness Trail. There right? you go. Yeah. Ring, ding, 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 ding. You got it. Yeah, I thought they, I think they were part owners of the brand or start, helped start that brand, I they, think. I just know that the bear, all of this is, as you can't tell, that's just all Wilderness Trail, Sweet Mash, the, the everything in there. So uh, maybe they can't say it now because oh yeah, it's not over, it's not owned by Wilderness Trail anymore. We might be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> we, but we can see through the curtains. That's right. Yes. So the next one is Nelson's Greenbrier. Uh, co-founder Andy Nelson is introducing the third premium Nelson Brothers product and it's called Nelson Brothers Rye Whiskey. And this is going to be adding to their renowned product line. The new release stands out among the distillery's most awarded expressions, including Nelson Brothers Classic Bourbon, the Nelson Brothers Reserve Bourbon, and the acclaimed Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. The announcement marks the latest chapter of Nelson's story to resurrect his family's historic distillery, which was originally founded by his great-great-great-grandfather, Charles Nelson, in the 1800s, and produced rye whiskeys, among other Tennessee-made spirits. Since the original pre-Prohibition recipe had long vanished, Nelson and his team sought to craft a rye whiskey worthy of the Greenbrier Distillery name, one that maintained the original fingerprint on the brand and differentiated the product from other modern rye whiskeys. 
They hit their mark with the Nelson Brothers rye by essentially flipping the percentages of corn and rye in their bourbon and mash bills. But it doesn't say exactly what it is. But each bottle of Nelson Brothers rye comes in at 92.5 proof and has an SRP of $37. Okay. I love rye whiskey. Uh, Swiss consumers would like appreciate rye whiskey. It's like they when they try it, they're like, oh, okay. But then but then their mind, they're like, eh, I don't, yeah, I don't want it. I'm not a rye I don't like rye. I'm not a rye guy. But that's <laughs> It's one of those things, like bourbon is the hot category right now. There's nothing wrong with rye whiskey. I mean, everybody loves rye whiskey. It's just, just bourbon's the hot category. Rye is the ugly redheaded stepchild. And the problem is that when you go into the majority of stores, they have the bourbon aisle on one side yep. that has everything on it. And that's where your attention's focused. But then there, the rye aisle is either further down or it's behind you, and you just don't look. You just don't turn around. Nobody right. just don't. Nobody looks at it. If they got to start putting everything next to each other when it comes to the whiskeys coming from a particular distillery, because then you can see like the entire lineup. I agree. That would. I'm sure store owners would be like, nah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> like this seems confusing. Yeah, but as most consumers don't care anyway. They don't know if they're drinking a rye or a bourbon. No, whatever. Yeah. If, um, Look at us just shitting on everybody. We're <laughs> a curmudgeon of us. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so Vermont-based distillery Whistlepig has released a Thanksgiving whiskey. Collaborated. Oh, right. There, <laughs> there <you> we go. go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Damn it, they took that one too. It's created in collaboration with the late Robbie Robertson of the band. So Whistlepig 12 Rye Whiskey is called Robbie's Blend and has been designed to celebrate The Last Waltz, a Thanksgiving concert film and album by the band that marks its 45th anniversary this year. The bottles have been dipped in wax that includes melted vinyl from the album. No way. Yes. So at 86%, sorry, 86%, at 86 proof, uh, the blends from the three old world wine barrels, sorry, whiskeys are from three old world wine barrels, including Port, Madeira, and Sauternes. And the expression launched in tandem with the Last Waltz vinyl release on October 6th, with a release party in Nashville at music venues uh, called Analog, and it also hosted the rights and branding of company uh, Iconolast. It is available to purchase from the Whistlepig website and select Tennessee retailers for $175. Okay. I love the band. Uh, I think their song is called The Weight or something. It's... It's like take a load off any, oh, load, load for free, yep. or right. something. I yeah. got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yep. You know, it's called Whistle Pig Twelve. Rye. They didn't say it's actually twelve years old in there, though. That's interesting. Well, it's goes good with turkey, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, put some mashed potatoes and some gravy on it. Who cares? So the Thanksgiving bottle is partnered with the. So they're doing double. They're doing holiday and a celebrity. Okay. You got to find that angle. Taking notes. Yeah, I know. All right, so we got to. We got to figure out what's our what's our Valentine's. We got we got till February to figure it out. Get like Justin Bieber and Valentine's Day or something. You think you could get Bieber? <laughs> no, hell no. I, I think it'd be pretty cool if we could pull Bieber. <laughs> we need to do Kelsey and Taylor Swift because like oh, Kelsey dude. jerseys are selling like like everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's an incredible. Yeah. I, if anybody could pull T Swift, that would be that'd be one heck of a. I, I have a feeling she's not a bourbon drinker. <laughs> I, I she's. She's a, a modern American icon. I mean, she's just, she keeps her nose clean. Like she doesn't, you don't see like, she's not like anybody else that's just tries to talk about a brand and all of a sudden that brand becomes popular. She just does her own thing. Yeah. She never makes a scene, never in the news for like anything negative. She's just, and she seems like humble. She's always out talking to fans and whatnot. She does it right. That or she just parties alone on her 
by yourself because you can't do it when you go out or That's something. That's true. Yeah. You know, get swarmed by paparazzi. Yep. So the first release within Yellowstone's new special finishes collection will be the latest full-time member of the Yellowstone brand family. And the first is Yellowstone Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in toasted staves. So Yellowstone Toasted starts with the brand's traditional bourbon mash bill, which is then stave finished. Beam, who's, of course, a seventh generation master distiller. Uh, I say Beam. You all know Steve. Wait, wait. Steve Beam, right? Yep. Okay. Correct. I was like, yep. it only had in there. I was like, make sure I don't mess this up, Kenny. Uh, he hand selected a combination of five different staves, high toast, American oak double toast, vanilla, rickhouse, and spice rack to get the desired flavor profile. Yellowstone toasted packaging features the brand's iconic bottle and Roosevelt Arch artwork, as well as a more prominent version of the Yellowstone brand name and a special finishes collection callout. The bottle's brown top wrap helps differentiate the Yellowstone toasted bourbon from other Yellowstone variants. It's aged four years, bottled at 100 proof, and will be available nationwide with a suggested retail price of $50 per bottle. Mm. I'm sure Lux Rose saw the success Penelope had with toasted bourbon and rice. So they're like, well, let's do it to everything else. Mm -hmm. There we go. Very cool. So uh, everybody loves toasted, but this is kind of interesting. I know exactly what they're playing with over here with all these different combinations. So instead of just going with one, they created their own interesting blend of things. So it will be different and unique compared to everything else. It's not going to be your regular toast. It's not going to be just a regular toasted bourbon. Very familiar with all those products or staves. So, uh, yeah, it's very cool that the uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that the industry is starting to accept this, and you know, it, you can really get some in- interesting, unique flavor profiles. Totally, totally. So you've always talked about this one. I don't know how many times I might have only had it once, but the cult favorite whiskey of Admitted Winners Night Tram is back with a reimagined Act Eleven expression. So Admitted Winners <laughs> Admitted Winners Nights. Dram Act 11 is made from High West Rendezvous Rye Whiskey Expression that is finished in ruby and tawny port barrels. It's a blend of 95.5 coming from MGP and 80% rye, 20% malted rye coming from High West Distillate. So this is 98.6 proof and has an SRP of $150. Always enjoy these. I think they're really good. I think every year it's a, it delivers. They do a good job with these. Yeah. Yeah, I'd always want to try it. I think well, I got a ball at home. Come Hooray, over. He, ne- he never, he never wants to come over. I don't. I don't. I spent too much time with you here. I know. Getting, that's true. Getting dirty in the distillery here. Yep. We're rolling barrels off trucks just 10 minutes ago. I know. That was fun. Well, not 10 minutes ago, but 10 minutes before we started at least, recording. <laughs> at least 40 minutes ago, according to our timer over here. Yep. So, Milam and Green, Milam and Green, I think it's Milam and Green. They have announced the fourth release in its 2023 Wildlife Collection. And this is the Freetail Bat Single Barrel Bourbon. It's a limited edition cash drink single barrel bourbon. And each release in the Milam and Green's Wildlife Collection highlights how weather in the Texas Hill Country impacts the aging process of their whiskey and honors the local Texas wildlife that thrives in this challenging environment. So Milam and Green Freetailed Bat Single Barrel Bourbon is pulled from cask number 618 and only 130 bottles are available of this extremely limited 126.8 proof cash strength release. The single barrel bourbon is named for one of the fastest flying animals in the world, which reached speeds up to 100 miles per hour. Oh, I, I had no idea. Texas is home to the largest free-tailed bat colony in the world at the Bracken Cave Preserve near San Antonio and the largest urban bat colony under the Congress Avenue Bridge it's in Austin. Oh, yeah. I've been there. It's Those bats are wild. Is it? Yeah. I kind of want to see it now. Yeah, we did it at, we took a kayak or canoe on that and 
saw them all come out and you're like, oh my God, please don't bite me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I don't want any guano to follow me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, like Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Guano. <laughs> As autumn approaches, bats begin migrating to warmer climates for hibernation. And this makes the late summer and early fall the peak season for viewing free-tailed bat colonies in the Lone Star State. This makes it perfect. <laughs> Wait, I just said that. Um, the seven-year, six-month, 18-day-old Milam and Green Freetail Bat Single Barrel Bourbon is their oldest in the wildlife collection released to date and will be available for $150 only on their website and the distillery tasting room. Very cool. I met them at the Bourbon Festival. Nice people. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on their master blender's name. Um, Heather. Yes. Heather, Heather. Milam. Yeah, she's very... Is that, wait, is it Heather? No, it's Heather Green. Green, yeah, that's right. Oh, crap. Well, now, now you're making me second guess here. I know it's Heather. We'll go with that. Heather. Anyways, really nice. Has a great palate. Knows what she's doing. So I'm sure this is a good expression um, and supports the bats. Heather Green. Heather Green. Got it. Uh, hence Milam and Green. Yes. And I think I met the Milam part too. I, 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 there was a lot of people I met that weekend. So <laughs> forgive me if I'm butchering this. But anyways, great people. Seems like a great product. So yeah. Yes. Uh, and instead of waxing, you can guano dip it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I wonder how hard it is to open the vinyl vinyl wax. It seems like it'd be even harder I know. on the previous one. <laughs> You're, now your mind's just going back to that one. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. So Blue Run, they've announced a special collection of eight-year-old single-barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskeys. And this collection hails from 10 six-year-old barrels that received a final aging of two years in the quote-unquote sweet spot of a second rickhouse. The bourbon found in the Blue Run 8-year-old single-barrel bourbon will be familiar to many as it was one of the exceptional whiskeys featured in the recently released Blue Run Trifecta. The barrels standing proudly on their own in this 8-year-old expression were hand-selected by their liquid advisor, Jim Rutledge. The last two years of their aging journey were spent on floor three of Warehouse G at Bardstown Bourbon Company. And Blue Run 8-year-old single-barrel bourbon features a mash bill of 75, 21, 4. 75% corn, 20% rye, 4% molten barley. It is aged in barrels with number three char level and arrives at barrel strength in 10 separate bottlings ranging from 116 to 124.4 proof. Blue Run 8-year-old single-barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is available for $250 per bottle. And for this release, Blue Run Signature Butterfly Medallion is barrel oak inlaid in an elegant glue-hued placard. The bottle also stands out from its weighted gold decanter top and black and gold certification strip. How do we get the sweet spot at Bartstown? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we can start going in there and just moving barrels on our own. Yeah. Where's the sweet spot? <laughs> Show us the spot. I was like, how do you, how'd you find that? They've only been there for a few years. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's good. I, I did see the packaging. I haven't tried this. I saw the packaging. Packaging's it, sweet. It looked pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, and I'm sure the whiskey's to back it up too. Yes, absolutely. All right, here's our last one. It's the big one. It's the one that everybody's been waiting for all year long. But on the other hand, I also saw some people on TikTok that said, I don't care, but here it is. The Buffalo Trace Antique Collection has now been announced. And the first one, is the Eagle Rare 17 year old, but it's actually not 17 years old. It's the oldest that they've ever had at 19 years and three months. And this year's Eagle Rare 17 year old, 19 year old bourbon makes the, oh, I just added that into there. It marks the oldest release of the spirit since its 23 year inclusion into the antique collection. This whiskey was distilled in the spring of 2004. Barrels were aged in warehouses C, I, K, M, and Q, bottled at 101 proof and a tribute to the original Eagle Rare, Eagle Rare brand launch in 1975. The next one is the 23 George T. Stag, which is 135 proof. It was distilled in the spring of 2008, and barrels were aged in warehouses C, I, K, L, and M. And this is now a 15-year, four-month-old bourbon. 
The next one is the 2023 Sazerac 18-year-old straight rye whiskey, which had barrels filled in the fall 2004 and spring of 2005, aged in warehouses K, L, and M. The Thomas Handy Expression is comprised of barrels aged for over six years, initially launched in response to consumer requests for more well-aged barrel-strength whiskey that is uncut and unfiltered, and this is going in at 124.9 proof. Um, and then the last one as well as William LaRue Weller, and this is their uncut, unfiltered, weeded bourbon recipe. And this year's offering was distilled in the spring of 2011, and its barrels were aged in warehouses C, L, M, and N. And this is going to be coming in at 133.6 proof, surpassing last year's proof of only 124.7. Feel like I'm playing a game of Wheel of Fortune with all those <laughs> letters being. Yeah, just trying to figure out like, well, can I picture this warehouse? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's always an exciting time. We probably won't see them. And no, no, but we must... do have samples coming in. Oh, we do. We okay. Do. Yeah. So Excited. shout out to BT team for always thinking of us. And well, thank you. Yeah. Excited to try them. I'm sure they're good. Yeah. They. I mean, they never disappoint. But it is kind of a little polarizing thing. Uh, I saw. I mean, as much as this was actually probably the 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 least publicized one I've seen. I mean, I saw a few news outlets, of course, you know, Fred Minnick and Breaking and a few other people. Of course, they always post it because it's going to get some clicks. But the reaction that I saw from a lot of comments and even some of the people that were on TikTok were kind of like, I've, I kind of quit caring. Like, I'm never going to see it. So tell yeah. me something I can find. But that's the marginal. <laughs> Everyone else cares. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you see it, Especially at SRP, like go pick it up. Yeah, like, I'm sure those same people that if they see a one, they're going to buy one. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I would. Yeah, totally. Yeah, don't, don't. I wouldn't even think twice about it. But I haven't been able to buy one. That's fine. A unicorn. Four or five years. I, <sighs> it's been it's been a minute for me too. Every once in a while, I get a phone call, but a lot of my contacts not. I don't really buy as much whiskey anymore now. Now that we have our own, well, whiskey. you do. You buy just <laughs> yeah. I buy, buy a lot barrels. more, a lot more whiskey. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But man, that's it. That is this week in bourbon, and that's that's two weeks of this week in bourbon. So it actually, wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was good. Good week off. Not sure I was refreshed. I, I was in Napa for. I mean, it was fun, but I came back and I was like, oh boy, oh you poor thing. I know. I feel so bad for you. Don't feel bad for me. I, I, <laughs> I was just tired. Because of self indulgence, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, but it was a good trip. Napa is awesome. Learned a lot too about, you know, how wineries play not play but work with customers and uh, really provide a great experience. So we can learn some things for, uh, you know, the Bourbon Trail and our place and hospit. You know, they're very hospitable over there. Mm -hmm. Not that we aren't here, but there's a lot of things I learned over there that we could be doing here. So, anyways, it's all new they, learnings. But wine, it's not fair. They have so much more advantage than spirits. Oh, because of the shipping. Shipping. Oh, yeah. That's that's what kills it. Yeah. So if you're a lawmaker here in Kentucky and listening or in other states, please allow shipping because it's, I mean, wine gets to do it, so we should be able to, too. It's still alcohol. Exactly. I don't know. It'll, It'll still get, get you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I don't think we're going to solve it in the next two seconds, so maybe Probably we'll not. save it for another one. Yep next week's <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well that's it everybody again cheers thank you and we'll see you again next week toodles <laughs>